With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Laura Vanderkam. I'm the host of the Before Breakfast podcast and the author of several time management books. I'm also the host of iHeartMedia's newest podcast, The New Corner Office. We share strategies for thriving in the new world of work, one where the location and hours are more flexible than in the past. These are strategies that have worked for me, for people I admire, and that come from listeners like you. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to see why. Listen to The New Corner Office on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Willie's podcast is brought to you by Countertops and Cabinetry by Design. Cunningham here. When it comes to your home, you want the best quality for the best price. Countertops and Cabinetry by Design is the best. Get new countertops installed in as little as two weeks online at cacbydesign.com. This is a special podcast presentation from 700wlw.com. This is Bill Cunningham On Demand. by Choice Hotels. Econolodge and Roadway Inn Hotels are serving up double points for every qualifying stay. Book at choicehotels.com. Now, here's the man who's been recognized as radio's best, the recipient of not one but two prestigious Marconi Awards for his broadcast excellence, the one and only Bill Cunningham. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great American, and tonight's Sunday night, I'm somewhat optimistic because I'm like the president. The glass to me is half full. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Things are getting better, better, despite the efforts of CNN, which is, you know, the cable news network, which is C-O-N, cable opinion network, the con, continuing their coverage. And it's fine, as you know, any of us to have an opinion. That's part of the American way of life. Have an opinion, but don't call yourself a news network when you're an opinion network. Nonetheless, uh, according to all the reporting tonight, the uh, death rate, the infection rate in New York and New Jersey is going down. Let me share with you from the news conference uh, about, uh, what, about uh, 1 or 2 o'clock today. New York State reported 594 new coronavirus deaths on Sunday, fewer than 630 reported on Saturday. Plus, uh, the infection rate in New York is also going down. That, that could be a one day or it could be two days, could be a trend. New Jersey which has the second highest number of U.S. cases, reported a slowdown in the death rate. Fatalities rose by 71 on Sunday compared with 200 the day before. Now, that could be, a, could be a little glitch. We'll see what happens in the next few days. But also to keep track, on March the 22nd, I was with you on Sunday night. There was 300 U.S. deaths, 300 fatalities. On March 29th, a week ago, there was 2,400. And tonight, April the 5th of 2020, there's about 9,650. So it went up by eight times. Then it went up by about four times. Now, next Sunday night, I would anticipate thousands more likely would have died based upon modeling. 
and I watched the president's unexpected news conference tonight starting about uh, 6.30 or 7, spent another hour and a half, and now CNN has spent the rest of the time viciously attacking the president for suggesting that hydroxychloroquine in the z pack may have measurable effects if your doctor prescribes it for you. The president cannot prescribe those medicines. Every time the president does something, they find a reason to spend hours attacking him instead of attacking the problem. I'm not one of those. I pray to God that Andrew Cuomo has grossly overestimated the number of hospital beds that he needs, the number of deaths in New York. That would be a great thing. I'm not going to criticize him for that. He's making an educated guess. Also, Dr. Anthony Fauci, as you know, said a couple times the end of January, don't have to worry about this one, the coronavirus uh, this is not going to be the big one. That's what Dr. Fauci said at the end of January. And, and he's wrong. Many times when you predict things, you're wrong. Now, you base a whole bunch of uh, activities about what you're predicting. And in this case, let's face it, many have been terribly wrong. In fact, uh, the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, IMHE, is called the Chris Murray Model, has been used by the White House for the last several weeks. It is the model, the most trustworthy model and the world's being used by the White House. And uh, according to that model, the uh, forecast predict that the United States would need about 165,000 hospital beds on or about by Saturday, April the 4th. They predict this about three weeks ago. The COVID tracking project, a team of journalists and data analysts who collect and tabulate coronavirus data independently, said instead of the 165,000 hospitalized, the actual number yesterday was 22,000. They missed it by a factor of 8 to 1. Now, also, the discrepancy or stark when you look state by state. This model used by the White House in order to fashion and coin a response, the IMHE model, the Christopher Murray model, said that by April the 4th, the model predicted that New York State itself would need 65,000 hospital beds. That caused the ship Comfort to go into the harbor. It caused the Jacob Javits Center to be repositioned by the Army uh, Corps of Engineers. Instead of 65,000 patients in New York by yesterday, the actual number was 15,000. Not 65, but rather 15 across the country. Not 165,000 hospitalized, but rather 22,000. Notably, the model also took into account weeks ago quote, full social distancing, meaning the projected hospitalizations are meant to occur even with significant quarantine measures. Now, that is not well reported by the media, correct? Of course not, because it's, I I hate to use the term good news, but relatively, that is good news, because I don't want anybody hospitalized. And I do follow the models. Uh, I fit, and therefore, what I do, my wife and I, we stay home, we take a drive. No guests are coming over. I'm not going out for any purpose except to come here in a studio in Cincinnati to speak with you. And then I go back home. I'm going to follow what they tell me to do. I wash my hands at least 10 times a day. I feel socially ostracized most of the time, and I'm following it right now. So, And I think I'm going to follow this for months and months from now because, let's face it, there's likely to be a second wave. When you base the spending of trillions of dollars based upon projections used by the White House and others, the IMHE, the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, the so-called Chris Murray model. They're not off by a little bit. 
they're off by a factor of like eight to one. They're off by a huge amount. And Fauci himself has said, quote, among other things, he has said, quote, don't uh, models don't tell you anything. You can't rely upon models, unquote. So he also said, I think we should be overly aggressive and get criticized for overreacting. Now, unquote, that's Anthony Fauci, who, by the way, said the end of January that uh, we don't have to worry about the coronavirus. That was Dr. Fauci. If I have the cut, I may play it later for you. But this isn't a gotcha kind of a show. He's not lying. He simply may be wrong. And I pray to God he is wrong. In fact, Fauci and, and Dr. Burks probably wishes they were wrong. You wish they're wrong, and I wish they're wrong. But they're missing this by a huge factor of 8 to 1, not by just a little bit. In fact, when I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, doctors and nurses in, in my community, northern Kentucky and Ohio, are getting laid off. Nurses are getting laid off. Why? Because there's no work to do. All the elective surgeries and diagnostic testing has all been canceled. I have a doctor coming on later in Atlanta, Georgia, Dr. Elena George. And she wrote a column saying the same thing. She's an ear, nose, and throat doctor, an expert in her field, and she is saying 70 to 80% of her practice is canceled because the hospitals in which she works will not do any diagnostic, will not do any elective surgeries of any type. They're keeping them wide open just in case this does occur. For example, I'm looking at the numbers uh, tonight, updated at noon on Sunday. In the state of California, they have approximately three deaths per 1 million residents in California. Three deaths per 1 million, which is an incredibly, incredibly low number, right? They have, to say it again, they have three deaths per million in the state of California. And to his credit, Governor Newsom has gotten on it. I live in Ohio. Governor Mike DeWine is at the forefront of getting on it. Uh, and we've been more or less shut down now in Ohio, at least for the last uh, three weeks, going back to around March the uh, 2nd, March the, the 3rd, when he canceled this huge Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilding event in Columbus, Ohio. Here we are about four weeks later. From that point on, he's been going on television and radio every day at 2 o'clock, telling us it's coming. It's coming. It's, it's going to be here. And I'm still, I'm still waiting. In Ohio, right now, we have a very low death total, and very few people are in the emergency rooms or hospitals because of, uh, because of the coronavirus. It simply is not a factor in Ohio, Kentucky, or Indiana, as compared to other things that go on. Now, it's because, whether it's uh, Democratic uh, Governor Andy Bashir in Kentucky or Governor Holcomb of Indiana or Governor DeWine of Ohio, in the Midwest, we tend to follow what people tell us to do, and we're doing it. Absolutely, we're doing it. Ohio right now has about 120 deaths, which is 10 per 1 million of population. 10 per 1 million of population. Uh, and we're doing well. I'd like to ask you a question. Why is New Orleans doing so poorly and New York? Well, New Orleans had the Mardi Gras. And now the uh, Democratic uh, governor, I'm sorry, the, well, he is the, he is a Democrat, but, but the, the mayor of New Orleans, a Democrat, is blaming Trump for not canceling her Mardi Gras. Well, DeWine did not need the president for permission to cancel the Arnold being held in Columbus every year. He did it on his own. And just a few weeks ago, you had the mayor of New York City and the governor fighting 
about shutting down parts of New York City, and the mayor kind of refused to do it. And it continued to grow because folks in New York live differently than folks in Collier County, Florida. They live differently than Idaho, different than Wyoming, different than West Virginia or North Dakota. I got the message early on to be responsible and and to self-quarantine, which I have done. I simply go from my home. I come into the studio. My studio is only mine. It is sanitized, and I go back home. Then my wife and I take a drive, don't get out of the car generally, and I go back home, and that's what I do. I pay attention. I don't see this spreading across the country in areas where you have large numbers of citizens that are really paying attention. So these models, which seem to indicate the worst possible, the IMHE model, is off now by a factor of not just a little. They predicted, as I said at this point, uh, there'd be 165,000 hospital beds in use by Saturday, April the 4th. It turned out to be not 165,000, but 22,000. And the uh, and New, York, New York State model was predicted to be 65,000. Turned out to be by Sunday morning, 15,000, off by a factor of 4 to 1. And I pray to God it does that work. I, I pray to God that's what's happening. Social distancing, washing your hands, wearing a mask, and those kinds of things work. And being careful, not being a clown, it works. I know I've done that for the past month. Probably you have done it. And so tonight when the president had somewhat the surprise news conference, CNN and others went after him for more or less saying that these this cocktail of uh, medication, hydroxychloroquine and the z pack is something you might look at. So I got two doctors coming up later. And what it is now, it's approved for use if prescribed by a doctor through a prescription. And if someone's in serious shape, I would encourage them to do it. When I watch Hannity, they often have doctors, and Laura puts on doctors and patients who have taken these two cocktails of drugs with, with, with their core coronavirus, and seemingly it's saved their life. That's what they say. Now, do I accept it? I don't know. I know right now that what's been predicted for this, thank God, has not happened because many Americans have paid attention. But I would again point out that the models put together a few weeks ago, the so-called Chris Murray model, took into effect the fact of full social distancing through May of this year meaning the projected hospitalizations are meant to occur even with significant quarantine measures in effect. And they're off by not just a little, but by a whole lot. And I pray to God they're off by even more. I don't want one American to die of this. We're being responsible. But I also would point out that uh, the CDC website has the flu season from October 1st of 2019 till April 30th. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Of 2020, we're in the middle of it. The typical flu season. They indicate on their, web- on their website, there's been 40 million infected Americans with the regular flu, 400,000 flu hospitalizations, and about 25,000 dead from the regular flu. Now, the president more or less confirmed tonight, and Dr. Burks did, that it appears that their projection is that there will be 100 to 240,000 Americans killed. And the Surgeon General went on TV earlier today saying this will be the saddest two weeks since 9-11. This is going to be our bombing Pearl Harbor moment. Surgeon General Jerome Adams said Sunday morning, quote, this is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment. Only it's not going to be localized. It's going to be happening all over the country. That's what he said. Coming up, beginning now, Sunday, this will be the saddest week of most Americans' lives. He said that on Fox News today, the Surgeon General. And I'll be with you next Sunday night. And I'll be with you this Sunday night after that. And I pray to God that he's wrong. And I pray to God the critics are right. I don't want one American uh, to die. Even though it's mainly sequestered among older folks, that have underlying conditions. And, and, and everyone says, everyone who is a Christian believes that this is something that we can't overcome, but we base public policy upon these models. And Anthony Fauci himself, in relationship to these models, has said that, quote, quote, uh, models don't tell you anything. You can't rely upon models. Okay, unquote. Then if we rely upon reality, if maybe three or four Californians out of a million have been killed by this thing, when will the actual tsunami hit? That's what I'd like to know. I'd like to know. Ohioans, right now, we have had about 119 deaths, which is a very, very, very low number compared to other incidents. Someone pointed out Ohio's had 100, about 120 deaths, which is 10 per 1 million of population. Texas has had 133 deaths as of today, which is four per one million. New York has had 4,200 deaths, which is 213 per one million. And at the bottom of the list are the states, the Idahos, New Mexico's, things like that, Arkansas. Arkansas has had 5.3 deaths per one million. For example, every year, 500,000 Americans die of cigarette addiction, 500,000. Something in the range of of 40,000 to 50,000 Americans die in car accidents. You know, I I drive a car every day. I try to manage the risk. And these numbers are off by a factor of 8 to 1 on the prediction by the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation used by the White House. And Dr. Fauci said you can't rely upon models. But we do rely upon models, don't we? We based our public policy about shutting down this country on these models of these horrible models of 2.2 million dead Americans. That's what we were told in the beginning. Then it came down to 100,000 and 240, which is terrible. Now, Bill Gates said today those numbers are really high because we're paying attention. We're doing what we have to do. And other, maybe Italy didn't do what they had to do. Fortunately, China, communist red Chinese government, brutalized the Chinese people every chance they get. And they're liars and they're communists and they're thieves. We should cancel the $2 trillion we owe them in Treasury notes. 
somehow they're making billions of dollars from selling medical equipment all over the country when their behavior caused the problem in the first place, including keeping open those wet markets. I'll just get your reaction. Thousands on hold. Number to call if a line becomes available, 866-647-7337. Bill Cunningham, the great American, live with you every Sunday night. Don't get me wrong, I comply. I'm doing what they're asking me to do, and I'll keep doing it because it's good for your health in general. And and I, I hope we can say in about four or five months from now, boy, were they wrong. I pray to God that's the case. And if they are wrong, it's mainly going to be because of social distancing and washing your hands and not being in crowds, all that kind of stuff. I, I agree with that. Okay, I, I get that. The modeling, though, has got to be somewhat accurate. In other words, the cure has got to be close to the illness. The cure right now is stopping the American economy. The vaccine will be available, they tell us, within about a year. The plasma studies are coming forward. I think within a month or two there's going to be a treatment but not a vaccine for maybe another eight months or a year. And at some point we're going to look back and say, wow, we stopped the American economy for that. And I pray to God that critics like myself can point how the wise men have failed in office, how they overestimated it, because that means Thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans will be alive because we paid attention. The more you pay attention, the more likely it is you're going to live. If you don't pay attention, the more likely it is you're going to die. The normal flu death rate is about 0.1%. Anthony Fauci says he anticipates from the COVID-19 it's probably going to be 1.0%. That's what he anticipates, but we don't know at this point. We're in mid-flurry, and now's not the time the game's being played to change the rules. The rules have been set. I think it's best for everyone to follow the rules than criticize the doer of deeds later on when all the results are in. Your reaction coming up, 866-647-7337. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you every Sunday night. make known choices all the time when it comes to risky behavior. I know I drive a car, a great Chevy Traverse, every day, yet I know that 40,000 Americans are killed driving a car. I'm not frightened of driving a car. I get out there, I take known risks. Hopefully I have a nice car. I follow the rules. I stop at the stop signs. I try not to speed that much. And, uh, and as a consequence, I engage in risky behavior knowing that 40 to 50,000 Americans will die every year of doing exactly what I'm doing. But when 40 or 50,000 Americans die in car crashes and truck accidents every year, doesn't mean we stop the economy. It doesn't mean that we stop making cars. It doesn't mean that we put a governor on the car so it only goes about 10 miles an hour. If the only purpose is to save human life, what we would then do is make sure that no vehicle can drive faster than 10 miles per hour. And as a consequence, 40 to 50,000 Americans would live every year. It's a known risk that we take. It's a kind of a balancing of the two. If 
500,000 Americans die every year of cigarette use and cigar use and pipe use directly or indirectly. 500,000. That's 10,000 a week. Yet cigarettes are sold in every street corner. There are thousands of Americans who die every year of drowning, but having a swimming pool in the South is kind of necessary. We know what the risks are, and we take the risk. In this case, it is an unknown risk created by the by the Chinese communists, and they lied about it repeatedly. Now they're profiting from it because they're selling those, the goods, the PPEs and the masks, et cetera, to solve, help to solve a problem their behavior created. But to me, that is amazing in this whole thing. And nobody, in a sense, saw this coming, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, who said several times in January, this is not going to be much of a problem. So there's plenty of blame to go around. It doesn't solve any problems to point the finger of blame at Trump or Anthony Fauci or Bill de Blasio or Governor Cuomo or the mayor of New Orleans or the governor of, uh, of Louisiana who didn't shut down Mardi Gras. They made decisions at the time they thought were accurate, and some, in some cases they've turned out to be wrong. We can always look back in time and blame somebody for some other event that takes place. That, that's the nature of human beings. That's, that's kind of what we do. So in this case, when it's all said and done by August, the experts are saying at least 100,000 Americans are going to die from this, at least 100,000. And that means uh, by August, the early predictions were like 2.2 million. Well, at the present time, as we sit here tonight, the total death toll, and it's tragic if you're in this number, 9,650. That means in the next four or five months, about 90,000 Americans are going to die of this. Do you believe that, Tater? He says no. I don't know. Every death is tragic from some cause like this. If it does happen, well, you know, it's, it's terrible when someone dies, especially someone under the age of 70 without underlying conditions. If, if in reality the actual final number is about 100,000, that is 20% of those who die of cigarettes. Is the next move going to be to outlaw cigarettes completely because it causes 500,000 deaths a year? I don't think so. You knowingly take a risk. I know what the risks are of this. Of this, uh, And it, it looks to me that the trials of hydrochloroquine and also the, the bacterial agent, the Z-Pak, is probably going to help a little bit. But the media doesn't want that to help to ha- happen because it's going to help Trump. And, and again, he was badgered tonight by CNN. Why aren't you wearing a mask? He just passed the so-called test. He doesn't have it. He's taken it twice. He doesn't have it. Anthony Fauci was asked, why aren't you wearing a mask? He said, well, I tested negative for it yesterday. That means the main purpose of a mask is to keep others from being infected by you. And, and Trump and Fauci just took the test and they both passed it. But the media will badger them because you want to pound them into submission to Wolf Blitzer at CNN. That's what's behind this, to pin the tail on Trump by any means necessary. I pray to God, and I think it will, this will be a much less of a problem than it was pictured to be because so many of us are are taking the necessary measures to stay healthy. Now, in the process, we're destroying the American economy that pays all the bills, that takes care of all the treatments on Medicare and Medicaid, and also funds all the teaching hospitals and the medical schools. You have to balance one way or another. At some point, we have to get back to work. I pray it's the 1st of May. I tend to think it'll be the middle of May or the end of May, but one other factor to consider, 
is the president cannot order Mike DeWine in Ohio or Governor Abbott, and he can't order DeSantis in Florida to get back to work because they, the feds do not license states for liquor control and uh, vendors' licenses and all that. It's done at the state, city, and local level. So until the states say we're going back to work, Trump can advocate, but he can't order anything but the federal government. We have 50 different laboratories of democracy called the states. And some states are doing very well. In fact, some states have no deaths whatsoever. But the mainstream media wants to blame Wyoming and North and South Dakota and Arkansas for not ordering their citizens to stay in when they're recommending that it happen. I know in Arkansas, the governor Hutchinson said this morning that uh, we haven't ordered it, but basically everyone's acting as if it is because it's in your self-interest to do so. At some point, we'll get over this. And at some point, we're going to decide in November, November the 3rd, whether to keep Trump or not Trump. We thought the economy was going to be the issue. Guess what? Still the issue. In fact, maybe in the last two weeks in October, this economy will be in the doldrums, which I think is likely. And as a consequence, who would you want managing the rebirth of the, of the American economy, Trump or Joe Biden or, or, or uh, Governor Cuomo? I think most people are going to say, you know, Trump had a pretty good record before this thing was foisted upon him. And he was the guy on January the 31st that cut down the travel from China. As Anthony Fauci was saying a couple of days earlier, don't have to worry about that. In the interviews, I have them. I could play them for you, but I'm not going to play a gotcha moment where Anthony Fauci said, don't have to worry about the coronavirus. That's what Fauci said the end of January. So, you know, he, he didn't lie. He said what he thought at the time, relying upon the WHO and the red Chinese government. That's why he said what he said. And Cuomo is doing what Cuomo is doing because he believes it's accurate. He believes what he's doing is true. I'm not going to criticize him either. I'm not going to go after Trump every time he makes a statement. And the media goes nuts. It's incredible. Nor, nor Governor Whitmer in, in uh, Michigan is now getting these cocktail of drugs. She wants them because seemingly it works if your doctor prescribes them. Now, let's continue. Unlike many, i got a big show planned tonight. I'm going to put a call into two medical doctors, Dr. Elena George in Atlanta and also Dr. Brad Wenstrup, who's also a congressman, draws water from both wells. He was one of the docs who helped save the life of Stephen Scalise when he was shot by a Bernie Sanders supporter. And also later on is Kevin Jackson of the Black Sphere, because the allegations being made by Al Sharpton and others that somehow that uh, the president is enacting policies to hurt black Americans and using the COVID-19 virus to get it done. I want to get Kevin Jackson's reaction to that. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So uh, let's continue with more. 
And uh, we will go to Chuck in Virginia, then calls from California, the state of Washington, and Arizona, many other places. Let's go to Chuck in Virginia first. Chuck in Virginia, welcome to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Chuck, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for taking my call. I had a question and a comment. I was just wondering, uh, since I'm in Virginia and we do, we are one of the states that has the uh, stay-at-home yep. uh, mandate, except for, you know, essentials. Right. Um, do you think the president should order that for the rest of the country? And I can tell you about the Cork and, and the ZPAC. Yes, sir. And the zinc. Um, my wife is a nurse, and she's just starting to turn the corner because she tested positive for it, and that's what they put her on. And so, so hold on, Chuck. So a doctor put your wife on the malaria cocktail, and she's getting better. Yes. You better yes, not. She, uh, don't tell CNN that, for God's sakes. Don't tell them. <laughs> Keep that a secret, they're please. A they're after. They're having a fit. Well, let, let me say this, Chuck. We're in a federal system, and Trump cannot order the governor of Virginia to open up restaurants, can, can't liquor stores, other vendor licenses. See, we have a federal system, and, and each state determines that on their own. Uh, Trump cannot tell uh, Governor Abbott in Texas, uh, open up the state governor. He can say, no, I'm not going to do it, and that's completely legal. There's some misnomer that Trump is the grand potentate. He may say, let's get back to work. But if the states don't agree, then nothing's going to happen. Right, right. And, and that's sad, but that's the way it is. You know, they want to give Trump all the blame if it goes wrong, no credit if it goes right. And, and so yes. yeah, th- that's what is behind this. But, uh, you know, the, the new governor of Virginia can do what he wants to do. He's there for four years. He can do what he wants to do. And uh, he's in a bedroom community of Washington. There's a high infection rate. The governor's keeping things shut down, I think, till like June 10th or something. And, and as, yeah. a, as a consequence, here in Ohio, I, I'm in Ohio, DeWine shut down the state about five weeks ago. And we have doctors and nurses being laid off in hospitals because there's no diagnostic procedure, no elective surgery. We don't have anything going on at all. We have a total of 120 well, uh, Americans have died in Ohio, which is like, which is like two or three per one million. So it's like no, it's not affected us at all except by the media. It's affected New York because of the way New Yorkers live. It's affected New Orleans because of Mardi Gras. Chicago is a problem. And I, I listened to Governor Inslee this morning on one of the talk shows. Washington's coming out the other side, and California has like five, four or five per million deaths. I mean, that's terrible if one person dies, but I imagine more people die in California slipping on a, slipping in the bathtub. And we don't shut yeah. down the state. So, uh, right. I, you know, I, I pray to God, Chuck, all the, all the prognosticators are as wrong as they've been so far, and this thing washes out of the system. And thank you for calling. Let's go to Christina in California and then Kathy in Arizona. Christina in uh, California, welcome to the Bill Cunningham Show. Christina, go ahead. Hi. Um, I definitely support our president, but I wanted to say the facts here are we have about 982,000 people in Fresno County. Our health department reported on Friday that there's 100 confirmed cases and one death, and that was an elderly gentleman. You cannot treat our counties like the high-density stack-and-pack cities. For that, they're killing the economy, bury the dead, treat the sick, and open up the economy. How soon do we do that? Because I'm thinking... In about four weeks, the first week in May, 
It's kind of time to assess where we are. The the waves that have happened have happened. And I don't know about you, Christina, but what I'm going to do is kind of follow the guidelines for maybe a few weeks after it's released because I want to be safe. I want to be secure. I'm going to keep a low profile. I'm not going to rush into bars and the restaurants, which I didn't do much anyway. I maybe won't go to Reds games for a while. But at some point, we got to turn it on because I fear when the light switch is turned on, the lights aren't going to have any electricity. People are going to say, you know what, I don't want to go out. At some point, Christina, in California, and I give high marks to Gavin Newsom, which I hardly ever do, he recognized it early, unlike Governor Cuomo. I mean, California is much larger than, than New York, uh, and, and, and I think the governor of California is working very well with the president, but Gavin Newsom's got to receive high marks because compared to New York, I'll give you an example. New York has 215 deaths per 1 million, and California has four. Now, 213 per 1 million, California four. Christina, why is that? I might have hung up or something. I don't know where she is. But the fact of the matter is, it's leadership. Something's gone wrong in New York State, and he had the opportunity in 2015 to get 15,000 ventilators, and he failed to do so. Governor Cuomo. And, and I don't know why. I'm sure it was a little problem that was predicted with a terrible solution. And we look at other current needs. Cuomo said, we don't need to spend $50 million on ventilators. I'd rather build a bridge somewhere. And that's fine because the odds of this happening, it happens every century. And so I get that. But in many states like California, Governor Bashir in Kentucky, Holcomb in Indiana, and also DeWine in, uh, in Ohio where I live recognized it early. And there's not much of a problem in these areas. Ohio, we have 10 deaths per 1 million. I said 10 per 1 million. New York, 213 per million. It's about leadership. Let's continue with more. If a line becomes available, 866-647-7337. I'm sorry, 7337. Bill Cunningham with you every Sunday night. Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, the IMHE model, the so-called Chris Murray model, from two weeks ago, upon which the president based his uh, demand that the economy largely shut down until uh, until May 1st. And uh, using that model, the uh, actual numbers are as follows. The model projected that over 121,000 Americans would be hospitalized in the country uh, by Saturday, April the 4th, the actual number was 31,000. Not 121,000, but 31,000. The Texas projection two weeks ago was 1,716 Texans. The actual result was 196. Missed it by a factor of like 10 to 1. Georgia, the projection was 2,777. The actual was 952. Virginia, the uh, projection was 607 would be hospitalized. Actual number is 305. Tennessee, T is for Texas, T is for Tennessee. Projection, 2,214 hospitalized. Actual number was 200. Missed it by a factor of uh, 11 to 1. 
New York projection was 50,962. Actual was 18,000. Missed it by a factor of three to one. So if we're going to do this to, to flatten the curve based on projections of a model, is it too much to ask that the model come close to reality at some point? Even though Fauci says on a regular basis, you can't rely upon models because it assumes the accuracy of the information put in to determine the model. Right now in Florida, 10 persons out of 1 million have died of this. 10 out of 1 million. In uh, the state of Pennsylvania, it's 11 out of 1 million. In the state of Texas, it's 4 out of 1 million. In my beloved state of Ohio, it's 10 out of 1 million. The numbers, shall we say, are exceedingly low. California is 4.5 out of 1 million. And so if we're going to shut up the economy, shut it down, and act as if we can't proceed, can't have taxes raised in the future in order to to garner all the great medical advancements that we're going to have, it's a teeter-totter. At some point, we have to say, we've been at this now for about 30 days. And so far, the models aren't even close to being accurate. When the president spoke about a week ago, he relied upon these models and said up to 240,000 Americans would die. Through 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight, the number is 9,650, not 240,000. I'll be with you next Sunday night and the Sunday night after that. And, And don't get me wrong. These models are all based upon Americans doing what you're being told to do. And still, they're off by a factor many times of 5, 10, and 15 to 1. So Sunday, March the 22nd, when I was with you, there was 300 U.S. deaths. March 29th, Sunday, 2,400. And uh, tonight, 9,650. Bad numbers. If you're one of those, that's awful. We are succeeding in separating from each other, washing our hands, and following the rules. But the models assumed all that would happen. And based upon that, we're not even close to what they're saying. And Bill Gates said today the modeling may be way off. Well, I pray to God that is the case. Let's continue with more. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you every Sunday night. Choice Hotels. Econo Lodge and Roadway Inn Hotels are serving up double points for every qualifying stay. Book at choicehotels.com. Now, here's the man who's been recognized as radio's best. The recipient of not one, but two prestigious Marconi Awards for his broadcast excellence. The one and only Bill Cunningham. Another group of Americans were able to fight two wars in the Atlantic and Pacific and win them both. I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. At some point, I pray May 1st, or maybe by May 10th or May 15th, we need to have the president say to the states, you know what to do. Social distancing is terribly important. Wear the face mask if you're infected or believe you are to keep your germs from spreading to somebody else. Pay attention to what's going on. Wash your hands on a regular basis. Keep your hands away from your face. I'm going to incorporate that into my life. 
And I'm going to continue to do that no matter what. I guess I'm at risk. I'm over the age of 65. I had a heart valve replaced. Uh, in fact, almost a year ago today, on April the 4th of last year, I had the heart valve replaced, so I'm going to be more careful than others. Is it fair to say that if the curve continues to bend down over the next three weeks, it is time to get back to work? And then those who are at risk, as Dr. Katz said, an economist with the New York Times on CNN, the rest of, it, rest of us need to get back to work and get this economy going because without the economy, we don't have Medicaid, don't have hospitals, don't have prescriptive drugs. We got nothing. I'd like to know what the cost of this has been for procedures not administered and for elective procedures. Many people have an echocardiogram done, immediately report to the uh, emergency room, uh, the cardiac care to have a heart bypass. Many people have had cancer diagnoses that have been delayed. The hospitals are shut down. I live in a part of the country where we pay attention. Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, we pay attention. We have very, very low uh, fatality rates here because we pay attention. And even the great majority of those are over the age of 65. Tennessee is 6.4 per 1 million. Kentucky is 10.1 fatalities per 1 million. Ohio is 10.2 per 1 million. Those are incredibly low numbers. Would you agree? More people die slipping in a bathtub. So I get that. We know what to do. At some point, the projections have been so far off by this point as to be not worthy of belief. And, and Dr. Anthony Fauci talks about you can't rely upon the data alone. You have to rely upon reality. Everywhere I look this Sunday night, I see the numbers are going down the right direction. And probably at the end of the day, sadly, there's going to be 40 to 60,000 Americans who die of COVID-19, which is well below projections because we paid attention. At iHeartMedia, we pay attention. We do what Julie Talbert tells us to, to do. There's three or four things. By doing that, the death rate from the regular flu is going to go down. According to the CDC website, there's going to be 25,000 dead Americans in this flu season we're in the middle of, not counting COVID-19. About three years ago, it was 60,000 Americans died. By doing this and by incorporating this into our lives, never shaking hands again, being careful. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
That's joinmidi.com. Before being around individuals, eating right, and having a vaccine in about a year, and in the meantime, having some remedies, the malaria drug and, the, and that drug, uh, lupus drug, m- may bear some fruit, but the media doesn't want it to happen because it'll make Trump look good. Life is filled with risks. The highest states with death, death totals tonight is 9,615 total, are New York, which is about half the total, New Jersey, Michigan, Louisiana, California total deaths, which is only still a very small number of the whole, you know, there's 40 million people that live in California, the state of Washington and Illinois and Massachusetts. Those are the most affected states. When I look at the list of CDC, Wyoming's had zero deaths. North Dakota has had three. West Virginia has had three total deaths. South Dakota, four. Montana, six. Utah, eight. Nebraska, eight. New Hampshire, nine. Maine, 10 total deaths. Total. So we're talking about a scintilla because people there are paying attention. And they got on it early. And I want everybody to live. And I'm not going to go after Democratic politicians or Republican politicians. This is not about politics. It's about doing what's responsible. And I believe what the Surgeon General said today when he said the next two weeks are critical. I'm going to redouble my efforts not to go in public, to wash my hands on a regular basis. I'm broadcasting tonight from my own studio with my name on the door. Nobody can come in but me. And I'm going to be very careful the next two weeks. Sometime toward the end of April, 1st of May, if these numbers continue to, to, to trend downward, we know what to do. We know what not to do. Some individuals in American society are clowns. They're going to act up no matter what. And so let's take care of the sick and let's get back to work in about three or four weeks. I'm with the president 1,000%. The projections thus far have been off by ridiculous high amounts, and I pray that continues. If you want more information, check out the uh, the uh, COVID website of IMHE. Tracking sites suggest White House model is overestimating coronavirus hospitalizations by tens of thousands per state, and and by in the state of New York, it's by a number of about. Uh, 130,000 off on the low side. Right now, all the extra facilities being put in Central Park are not being used. The ship is largely unoccupied. And I pray to God that's the case. Because Cuomo is not a liar. Cuomo is telling the truth as he knows, knows it to be. Trump is not a liar. They're dealing with as they know it to be. When Dr. Anthony Fauci said a few times in January that uh, this isn't one virus we have to worry about. The coronavirus is not going to be a big deal. He wasn't lying. They simply are having projections that aren't turning out to be accurate because the communist red Chinese are liars, and Americans are paying attention. Nevada, for example, has 14 deaths per 1 million. 14 per 1 million. Iowa. Iowa. I love the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. Seven per 1 million. If those numbers stay the same for three weeks, our prayers would have been answered. We're in this together. We've got to fight together to make sure the numbers are low. And at that point, Americans need to get back to work. Let's continue with your calls in about 20 minutes. I'm going to call uh, Dr. Elena George, who's a physician in Atlanta, to get the report out of Atlanta. She's written a column that seems to indicate that her practice has crashed in the sense that she isn't working. Where I live in Cincinnati, 
doctors and nurses have no work to do. Because in Ohio, the number is very low. I potted it up on the website. And every day at uh, 2 o'clock, Mike DeWine, who's been wonderful, and Dr. Amy Acton, who's the uh, director of the, the health department in Ohio, has been great. So far in the last month, there's been a total of 4,043 confirmed cases. Number of ICU admissions in the last month, 346. Number of hospitalizations total is 1,100 with 100, 119 deaths in, in a state with about 12 million people. And she says, she said it again on Friday, and the governor said that's what she tells me. We're going to have about 10,000 hospitalizations per day starting in about a week or 10 days. Up to this point, in six weeks, we've had 1,100. We're going to start getting, according to Dr. Amy Acton, 10,000 a day. Wow, I'm waiting. I'm ready. I'm washing my hands. I'm wearing a mask. I have social separation. And I clean everything around me. And that those numbers are based upon all of us doing that. If we do that, we're still going to have 10,000 Ohioans hospitalized every day. Wow. Let's see what happens. Let's go back to the calls. We'll go to uh, Chris in Illinois, then Chris in Ohio, and then Mitchell in Virginia and West Virginia. I'm sorry, Washington, and uh, then uh, Ray in South Carolina. Chris in Illinois. Welcome to the Bill Cunningham Show. Chris, how are you? I'm all right, Bill. I, I, let me make one comment on that, a little off the subject I called on. But, you know, they, these people uh, that are going to die this week would have caught it three uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, two, two oh. or three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. For, for those in the hospital now, they caught it anywhere from three to 14 days ago. And so you can have high death rates. But the infection rate is lessening because people are paying attention. Right. But I was going to say, you you say the president can't do anything. He doesn't have any power over these governors. But uh, some of this stuff is pretty serious. I mean, they're suspending our constitutional rights. You know, I live where you do, but I'm uh, a truck driver. Uh, We can't drive into Kentucky, uh, go to the grocery store. Supposedly, we can be in prison for 14 days. And uh, they have... A thousand cases in Kentucky, Bill. Total. Can't the uh, either the president or the Supreme Court well, or these governors? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the Kentucky list. You have 955 total cases in Kentucky. The death rate in Kentucky is 10 per one million. Now, I would think 10 out of a million people die in the bathtub every year in Kentucky. <laughs> I would I think. think so. I would think yeah. more than that. And I'm waiting. You know, I kind of compare it to Godzilla. He's marching around out there. He's breathing fire, and he's going to stomp on everyone's home and kill them. But they keep telling me Godzilla is coming, but I haven't seen him yet. I'm waiting for a 1,000 a day in Kentucky. According to the experts, you're going to have about 500 hospitalizations a day when up to this point you've had a total of 900. You're about to get 500 a day in the next week or two. The next week or two is like Pearl Harbor and 9-11. I'm going to act as if it is. I'm going to tell everybody listening to me, do what they tell you to do, because failure to do so means you might die. Of course, I might die anyway. But the great majority of people that die of this die of underlying conditions over the age of 65. And, you know, and we're all going to die of something, but I want 
the I want to measure I kind of want the resolution of this to be close to the to the difficulties that arise. I don't want the cure to be worse than the disease and I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the disease to get a lot worse than it is because we shut down the American economy when in a typical flu season we're in now about 30 to 60,000 Americans die of the flu which is 0.1%. Fauci says the number is likely to be 1% instead of 0.1%. And that means if he's accurate, we're going to have about uh, about 330,000 Americans are going to die. Do you think so? Do you think we're going to have 300,000 dead Americans when presently we have not quite uh, 9,500? And it's possible. I, I guess it's po- we have to act as if it's possible. I'll say that. But I'm waiting for this terrible thing to happen. And I hope it doesn't. I studied a little engineering, a couple quarters of it, and uh, I saw some guy do an article once on mathematical modeling, and uh, he says, you know, you take all the factors into consideration and take eight hours to drive across town in a traffic jam because they can't model people react to the situation. People, uh, everything's constantly being modified, and people are reacting to it. Well, and in this case... The modeling used by the White House said on April the 4th, we would have 165,000 hospital beds needed for patients in the, in the 165,000 across America. It turned out to be 22,000. Missed it by 144,000. And, and New York State, two weeks ago, they said there'd be 65,000 patients, and it turned out to be 15,000. And I'm, I'm saying, well, they're not missing it by a little bit. And, and and they also listen to this. The models tout its predictions are occurring under full social distancing through May of this year, meaning the projected hospitalizations by the Murray Group are meant to occur even with significant quarantine measures in place. So don't use the argument to me. Well, people are still going to the malls. There's nowhere to go. I You know, I live in Ohio. I, I couldn't go into a crowd if I wanted to. There aren't any crowds. There's nobody on I-71, nobody on I-270, nobody on I-95, nobody on I-5. There's nobody traveling. There's no truck traffic. There's nobody. It's just, you know, 60 miles an hour, and you whip right through the center of Chicago. Okay, well, that's impossible. I know it. You used to jam at 2 in the morning. And, Chris, I pray to God that they're off, but they assumed we would comply with all government mandates. And having assumed that, we're going to end up with 100 to 240,000 dead Americans. And right now, it's 9,500. Now, if you're the 190, it's a total loss. And I'm saying nobody's lying to anybody. What they're doing is making a prediction based upon modeling that thus far has been completely wrong. Let's continue. Line becomes available, 866-647-7337. Bill Cunningham with you every Sunday night. And, you know, one size seldom fits all in the United States of America. The way those live in New York is not the way those live in Iowa. Ames, Iowa is not quite the same as Boston. Those who live in Idaho, North and South Dakota, Wyoming, don't live like those who live in Austin or those who live in Orlando or San Francisco. Uh, last week I had on, uh, I had on uh, 
my, my good friend from Newsmax, uh, James Herson, talking about California. At that point, there were like three or four deaths per one million in California. Californians live a little bit differently than those in New York. So the media is pounding on Trump to have a nationwide uh, shutdown, which he may not be able to do anyway. But those citizens who live in more responsible states are living that way nonetheless. I look at some of these numbers. How about Nebraska? A total of eight people have died of this. Total of eight, which is, you know, terrible if you're one of them. Idaho, a total of 10. And they're more or less open, but, you know, the citizens there are responsible. Utah, a total of eight, as I said, Montana, six. How about South Dakota, a total of four. Uh, West Virginia, a total of three. North Dakota, a total of three. Wyoming, zero. If you're the governor of Wyoming or North Dakota or South Dakota or Montana, Utah, Idaho, and you shut down the state and, like, no one's died of it, you might be asked, what the hell are you doing? One size does not fit all. And I don't think too many South Dakotans are vacationing in New York City anytime soon. And nobody from Queens is going to fly out to uh, Wyoming. I don't think so. So the president's kind of saying, look, it's kind of up to you to run your state. The governors of those states know the needs of the residents in their state. And you guys or women decide how to run your state. I'm not going to tell you to act as if you live in uh, Avenue of the Americas and 6th Avenue. I'm not going to act as if you live in Brooklyn when you live in West Virginia or you live in Iowa where it's not much of a problem. I live in Cincinnati. May I say that a total of 1,100 people have been hospitalized in Ohio on this in the last six weeks, 1,100 people, and about 119 have died in, in Ohio. Except for what I see reading here, it's not a factor here at all, but I'm scared to death. I'm washing my hands every five minutes. I got masks on. I social separate. I do it anyway. And, and I may catch it, I guess, but I don't know how I would catch it. But Trump simply says we have 50 states in that the way individuals live in Iowa is not the way individuals live in uh, in Los Angeles. It's a different thing completely. But I bet the citizens of Iowa are acting quite responsibly anyway because that's what they do. I bet everyone in Iowa over the age of 45 or 50 is doing what I'm doing in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm wearing... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. A mask when I'm not here. I wash my hands constantly. I don't shake hands. I socially separate. I'm by myself and my wife. That's what we do because I want to be healthy and live a long life. I'm in the seventh inning of my life. I want to get maybe the extra innings. 
so that when the president says, you know, we got to try these malaria drugs, he's attacked viciously. So coming up next, we have Dr. Elena George, who's a physician in Atlanta. I have her on about two or three times a year to talk about what's happening in Atlanta and the South and get her opinion on this cocktail of drugs. CNN is just attacking the president viciously all night when the FDA's approved it, and many doctors are prescribing these medicines for their patients that have COVID-19 because it has measurable effect. And later on is Kevin Jackson of the Black Sphere and Congressman Dr. Brad Wenstrup to talk about from a medical perspective. I wanted to maybe expose you tonight to a couple real medical doctors to give a different opinion you're getting from the mainstream media. The line becomes available 866-647-7337. Just uh, stay tuned for more. Let's get through this together. Bill Cunningham with you every Sunday night. Bill Cunningham, the great American, another may I use almost a good day in the fight against COVID-19. Uh, the president's news conference was several hours ago. Did a fantastic job. The media attacked him constantly, which led me to believe he's doing a pretty good job. Plus, uh, uh, t- two weeks ago, I, I keep this uh, sad record, March 22nd on a Sunday. There were 300 Americans uh, died from the COVID-19 uh, on March 29th, a week later, a week, a week ago, there was 2,400. And tonight there's about 9,650. And uh, I want to get, uh, there's very few U.S. congressmen who uh, can do two things at the same time. One of them is Dr. Brad Wenstrup, who's a congressman, but also a doctor who deals with many medical issues. He's one of the doctors who, sa- who saved, uh, a, saved a brilliant Louisiana congressman from death. But that was three or four years ago. Joining me now is that same uh, Dr. Brad Wenstrup. And Dr. Wenstrup, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And doctor, how are you? I'm doing fine, Willie. Good to be with you this evening. Well, you, you draw water from both wells as a congressman and also as a, as a doctor who went to Iraq and, and, and saved lives all up and down the line. Now, to, I guess the big issue now is it appears, according to Bill Gates, he predicts a much lower death rate. It appears as a glimmer of hope in Europe and both Italy and Spain. In fact, Italy is also changing the classifications uh, of many because they were – 89-year-olds who die of respiratory failure, they immediately marked it up as coronavirus when it probably wasn't. And so we don't know what the real numbers are. You, I think you and I agree we can't trust anything that comes out of communist red China. And we can't trust numbers out of North Korea. We can't trust numbers out of Russia. God knows how many, how many earthlings have died from this thing. When I look at the world death total, I have, I have no conception of whether that's accurate or not. I care about America. So as we as we sit here now, what is the status of your view of the projections of 100 to 240,000 dead in America when tonight, earlier, and then also in the Bill Gates interview, it looks like the number's going down. Kind of give me your feel on this. Well, I think that the numbers are something you try to beat, right? So there's models, there's projections, they're based on assumptions and uh, hypotheticals. And so... A lot of times they're out there. You get a variety, 
of different models. And you've heard Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci say, you know, I've seen models for years. And we all have, and especially when it comes to this, I, I served on our board of health. You're always looking at models. And what you're trying to do is beat them. And so I think that the aggressive nature that the country has taken to, to measure, to try and stop things from happening, to prevent, has been pretty pretty good. And I think Ohio, for example, I'm hoping we come in, in Ohio well because Governor DeWine started early in the prevention. You know, I, I use this line, Bill, where I say, you know, unless you're James Bailey and it's a wonderful life, you have no idea what you prevented. It's really hard to measure what you prevented. So, yeah, so, yeah, you bring up the great point that DeWine got on this like about a month ago on March the 2nd. There was going to be a big Arnold Schwarzenegger event in Columbus, Ohio, that he canceled with 80,000 participants. He caught serious flack. A few days before that, the Mardi Gras in New Orleans went forward, and now they're one of the hot centers. Why is it New York City, New Orleans, and Chicago are having such difficulties while California and Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana seemingly have less. What is the what's the magic uh, potent uh, potion? What what's the difference? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I've heard uh, some of the uh, researchers talk about California and say, you know, they may have had some of that herd herd uh, immunity uh, immunity there. You know, that it's happened in their. So some people just kind of got it, got better, and you know, the the numbers might have been higher. Uh, if we were testing everyone and then in, in other areas and you look at New York where people are so bound together and in very crowded situations and, you know, what was the, what was the timing pattern with, with that? So, you know, in other parts of the country, people are naturally more spread out. Some people acted faster. I think you know, there's going to be a lot of lessons learned. But again, going back to the models, Bill, the whole idea is to beat those models and do everything you can to come under. And we have seen a lot of that. And uh, as we get more people tested, we really understand what the fatality or mortality rate is. Because you know how many people die. You don't know how many people that got it and, and weren't tested. And so that, that number is never truly well known. Okay, tell me why the fatality rate, when I look at states like New York City, according to uh... – CDC has a 3.3% fatality rate. New Jersey, 2.45. Ohio, for example, is very low. Florida is very low at 1.79. Aren't all those percentages specious because you don't know the numerator on the division? Uh, the, the, no, you, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you know the top number. You don't know the bottom number. Denominator. Yeah, you know the numerator. You don't know the denominator. So, the, again, numbers, we like to keep them, and we can we can get some measure of what is taking place and and use that and what else were the other things that we're finding bill on the medical side is what changes within your blood what changes on your lung uh, cat scan so there's other things that you can look at to start to figure out what stage someone might be in and if you're triaging tests some of these other tests can give the practitioner a little bit better idea of the state of the individual who may have some symptoms similar, right? So if you see infiltrates on a CAT scan, I'm like, ah, oh, that's not a good thing. That's that we expect to see. If you see your white cell count dropping, that may be an indication that you've got this. There's a marker called IL-6. It's an inflammatory reaction. And, and if that goes up, then there's a good chance you've got this. So as we're triaging tests at this point, those are things you can learn from uh, the reaction to what is taking place. And in some cases, it may be 
less the virus that's hurting someone, but the reaction to the virus that yeah. causes the damage. And really, we hope all these numbers are way off. We're not rooting for a, a, a low. I'm rooting for a very low number. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to take pot shots at Governor Cuomo for uh, over-predicting what's going to happen. He gave a news conference earlier today that seemed to indicate that there's lots of empty beds. Samaritan's Purse uh, is empty. The tents are empty. The ship has like 20, Comfort has about 24 patients on it. The Javits Center has not yet been used. And so God knows what's going to happen. And I'm also reading something from Physicians Weekly that indicates that 97% in America of mechanically ventilated patients die. And so uh, I had thought that as as a layman that if you got a vent, that meant you lived. By the time you get a vent with a compromised immune system and your lungs are inflamed and you're 87 years old and you get a vent, this study indicates 97 percent of mechanically ventilated patients died. I thought ventilator would be a, would be the golden ticket. It doesn't appear to be so. Why? Well, one thing we do know is if they don't have a ventilator, pretty much a it's 100 percent. It's 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I don't know if that number is correct, but we certainly want the ventilators to be sure. there. And and when do we start them? And there's, what we have discovered through this is there's other ways to oxygenate people that aren't as sick. And so at the end of the day, we'll look at those that maybe got the vent, didn't make it, uh, unfortunately. But we'll also look at did they have other existing conditions? Did they smoke for 40 years? Was there already damage to their lungs in some other way? from some other disease? Was their immune system weakened in some way? And and really start to figure out who was affected the most. We, you know, one of the theories, too, with young people is their immune system is not as developed. So if they get it, uh, they don't have that reaction, that inflammatory reaction. This is just in theory right now, but you, you can see where some of the conversations going as we learn more and more about this. And I think that that that's the key is you know you got to get the data and we're still in that process but that that but that's what's tough about the preventive stage is you're asking people to all make a sacrifice even right. though you don't see something but going to the other thing you said you know you're not going to throw stones and that's appreciated too because you know to me non-constructive criticism is, is doing nothing for this virus right it doesn't no. stop this virus if you're gonna, if you have some constructive criticism with suggestions and solutions, that's valuable to all of us. And we're, you know, I'm talking amongst doctors, and you know, some ideas get bounced back and forth. Some agree, some disagree. We're looking for data to figure those things out. In fact, uh, you know, Anthony Fauci, who's wonderful at this, said uh, a few times at the end of January, we don't have to worry about the coronavirus. He gave a couple of interviews saying we don't have to worry about the coronavirus. This isn't the one, and he wasn't right either. Now, everyone is guessing. Everyone's going through this thing. And, and as a congressman, are you concerned long term about the fiscal status of the United States of America? The president said a few hours ago, we're going to have another two or three trillion dollars. We're going to spend six to eight trillion dollars in this thing. Are you concerned about the fiscal status of the country? Of course I am. And and always have been. Right. It's, it's not like we, we are going in debt for the first time. We have been in debt. And that's a problem. You know, you're right. We can probably outrun this as far as the debt of the country, but the next generation, I don't think, can. And we have to pay attention to that. You know, we put in three bills that have been signed by the president to bring uh, health care relief and to the people themselves. And let's see how those play right. out right now. Right. People are already talking about phase four. Well, to me, phase four would be start to talk about how we can pay some of this back at the end of the day. Because 
we have to start looking at that, to be honest with you. And, and I understand what we're doing right now. Secretary Mnuchin's been very clear about his concerns for the economy as well. If we don't get money into the hands of the people, then we are definitely going to be doomed. And the idea of what we're trying to do is, one, give some peace of mind to some people that there is some help on the way, and that employers, employers can keep their employees in some way right. to form on the payroll, and that um, employees aren't going on unemployment if they can. If, because also there is a concern, too, if people are looking at what benefits may be out there, they might decide, well, I'm just going to quit my job and claim un- unemployment. You cannot... You cannot do that, and we're asking the Department of Labor to make sure that that doesn't happen. We want employees to stay with their employers, and we want everyone to be able to get through this time, be able to sustain themselves, hold on to some of their money that they might normally be turning over to the government, and uh, being able to, to, to keep things treading water, if you will, through this, and people being able to pay their bills. Now, lastly, Dr. and also Congressman Brad Winstrup helped save the life of Stephen Scalise. According to the COVID uh, prediction of this eminent group that was mentioned by the president a few hours ago, uh, they, the, one, the one that they're really using, the so-called the Murray model, uh, said two weeks ago that on Saturday, which would have been yesterday, that there, there were, the U.S. would need 165,000 hospital beds by, by Saturday. The real number turned out to be 22,000, not 165,000. The model used by the president and by Dr. Fauci also said the model estimated that 65,000 patients would need hospital beds in New York State by Saturday, yesterday. This was a prediction two weeks ago. Uh, But actually, it was 15,000 and not 65,000. So everything we're doing is based upon a model that may be not true. And And I hope that's the case. I pray to God we have nobody going to hospital. We're spending trillions of dollars in shutting down the economy based on a model that appears not to be accurate. Well, part of the problem, in my mind, is, one, you always want to have more than you think you'll need. I mean, I went to war. There are times we didn't, we didn't have things. You improvise and you get by. and, and you... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. To save people one way or the other, and, and you have to sometimes think outside the box. You always want more than you think you might need, and, and there's assurance with that. So I think the lessons that are going to be learned from this are going to be many. One is, you know, how do we turn on our manufacturing to produce yes. what we need in a heartbeat? In America. Uh, in America, that's the thing. You know, it's kind of ironic. You'll love this, Bill. You know, a few years ago, we debated whether the running shoes that are distributed to enlisted when they come in 
be 100% domestic like the rest of our uniform and everything else. It makes sense for the military, right? But, you know, there was only one domestic. And so the debate was, well, that might not be the best shoe for everybody. So, well, we worked it out with the waiver, but, you know, it's amazing. We're, we're debating that, and no one apparently for decades had considered that we have been increasing our dependence on a foreign country like China to provide our medical supplies. That should that is a national security risk. I think everyone recognizes that now. So we got a lot of changes to make, and I'm looking forward to working on that. Well, lastly, I would say this, Congressman Brad Wenstrup, that China, communist red Chinese government, who brutalized their own people, uh, caused this virus to do what it did by not reporting accurately to the WHO to know when it was going on. So far, they have sold nearly four billion masks around the world. So they caused the problem. Then they make billions of dollars from helping to solve a problem they themselves caused. We they owe we owe them about two trillion dollars based upon based upon them buying some of our T-bills. Could we cancel the two trillion dollars that communist red China is collecting from us because of what they've done to us, which is costing us trillions of dollars as a congressman? Is that possible? Well, it probably is possible. I look at, you know, the president said about NATO that everyone has to step up and do their fair share. And there's somewhat that type of approach can be taken towards the World Health Organization. It's like, why are you not being all over this as far as China goes? Why have you not made sure that they've been telling the truth to the world? Because, you know, no one trusts their numbers. No. Um, but it but it is interesting. One of the things we found through some research with some of my, my colleagues is that China was on studies on coronavirus for a long time. You know, the, the previous uh, epidemics or previous infections that we've seen, they, they have been looking into a lot of this for, for quite some time. And that I found very interesting. And so in some ways, they may have been a little bit ahead of the curve when it comes to data, et cetera, because they knew what they were looking for. Well, they're, they're liars and communists. But but what yeah but what came out of that from the from the government is is not what we're seeing from past medical reports that were coming out of China on international uh, stage you know things that were being reported I'm going back fifteen twenty years right. uh, Willie but uh, the numbers that if you want to report something like this that throws the whole world off and it, you know if you look you know the experts are saying I don't know if we need to worry about it well that's because they're getting one story. And if it's not the right story, then then we can't prepare the way that we yeah. should have. And uh, that's that's on the World Health Organization, and, and I want to hold them accountable. Absolutely. And I think at, at the right time, the president's going to press that. Now, cancel the debt that Americans owe China, communist red China, for what they've caused us. Congressman Dr. Brad Winstrup, thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. And once again, do your best in Congress to hold down spending that is that is sufficient to get us out of this crisis, then let's get back to work as soon as possible. Brad Wenstrup, thank you, you again for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. Thank you. You bet, Bill. Thank All you. Right, let's continue with more. It's amazing how we rely upon these predictions that are off by a factor of five or six to one, and we continue to rely upon them as if we have to spend money like drunken sailors on shore leave because these predictions may not occur. So let's continue. Bill Cunningham with you every Sunday night.
I'm Billy Cunningham. Tonight's kind of doctor nine. Brad Wenstrup helped save the life of uh, Stephen Scalise, congressman and a doctor. And when he says things like we have to know what the modeling is before we decide what the reaction is going to be, the cure cannot be worse than the disease. And as I pointed out earlier tonight, that the modeling so far has been off by a factor of five and six, not even close to what it is. So let's continue with more coming up next will be uh, Dr. Elena George. She's a physician in Atlanta, Georgia. I have her on every now and then. She criticizes government action greatly about what they do. And I want to get her perspective in the South as to what's happening in Georgia. The numbers on on the CDC website indicate that Georgia is not a state profoundly affected, but I led to believe from something she's written that as an ear, nose, and throat doctor, an expert in the field, that our practices on hold, waiting for surges to happen that seemingly have not occurred. And later on is Kevin Jackson of the Black Sphere. Those continue with, with more. Bill Cunningham with you every Sunday night. Hotels. Econo Lodge and Roadway Inn Hotels are serving up double points for every qualifying stay. Book at choicehotels.com. Now, here's the man who's been recognized as radio's best. The recipient of not one, but two prestigious Marconi Awards for his broadcast excellence. The one and only, Bill Cunningham. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great American. Of course, once again, the president has spoken. The media is viciously attacking him for acting as if he's prescribing medicine, hydroxychloroquine and or the z pack and dosage and frequency. But that is not the case because you have to get those through your doctor. Plus, uh, once again, uh, I think today there's some optimism because the infection rate is lessening. The discharge rate in New York City is increasing. It appears that uh, Spain and Italy have more or less uh, crest. Now, there might be a W involved instead of strictly up and down, and it might be plateaued for a while. But as the president said uh, a few hours ago, there is is pessimism in the media, but uh, there's optimism everywhere. In fact, when Dr. Fauci was asked that question a a couple of three hours ago, the president came out unexpectedly Sunday night, and uh, he said, uh, essentially, I'm optimistic because the infection rate is lessening, the discharge rate is increasing, but the media demands pessimism because, correctly so, the U.S. Surgeon General said on the, some of the Sunday morning talk shows this morning that uh, the next uh, week or two is going to be like 9-11 or Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor. And that was explained away by Dr. Fauci because both things are true. And so uh, Dr. Elena George is a, is a medical doctor, a brilliant physician practicing in the Atlanta area. And Dr. Elena George, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. Dr. George, how are you? I'm fine, Bill. Thank you so much for having me on. Love to. And uh, for those who have not listened to you previously, uh, kind of give the American people tonight your uh, your resume about what specialties in medicine you have, and then we'll get on to the issues. Sure. I'm an ear, nose, and throat doctor, surgeon, and my practice in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so I'm a private practice, independent doctor, a little bit different perspective about what's going on 
I'm with, glad. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about what's happening in medicine outside the treatment of the coronavirus, because I have friends of mine in a little Cincinnati, Ohio, doctors that are waiting to do something. I have nurses. There are nurses who are being literally laid off in hospitals as the whole medical system about a month ago stopped. What is your experience in Atlanta, first of all, with the, with the coronavirus, but also what's happening in the rest of medicine? Well, from my personal perspective, my practice has dropped about 75, 80 percent. I personally have not seen any COVID patients or diagnosed any, um, and it's having a real detrimental effect on people who don't have the disease. I had to, I sent a patient for a radiology study in the hospital who can't swallow, and they now are no longer doing that test. So this is affecting all patients. If you have a chronic disease that happens to be non-COVID, you're kind of on the back burner. And as far as diagnostic testing for heart disease, valve disease, coronary bypass surgery, uterine test, a mammary test to see if you have breast cancer, what's happening to all those? Those are being delayed in some cases. I, I read an, an article where a patient was scheduled to have a bypass surgery and it got canceled because it was not emergent. So this is having a ripple effect throughout the entire system. I, I personally hope that this ends soon so that we can get back to helping our patients because telemedicine is not the end-all, be-all when you have to examine a patient or when you have to send them for a procedure or a study and you can't get it done. They're all basically on, you know, layaway waiting to see what happens. And I think we can probably do both, you know? Yeah, and we can walk and chew gum. In other words, we could have kept the medical procedures going while dealing with this because many cities are not in a crisis. In Cincinnati, Ohio, Covington, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, we're not much in a crisis at all, except when we watch the media. I would assume Atlanta is not in a crisis, but New Orleans, Chicago, uh, New York City is in a complete crisis. So you're saying, doctor, there's a way of keeping the medical profession alive for those who don't have COVID-19 and also deal with COVID-19. We can do both things. I think we have to. We have patients who need cancer surgery or they need to have a workup. What happens to them? Are they supposed to just languish? I mean, we have a system, a private system that is capable of seeing patients. You know, I'm open. I had to shut down and go two days a week because I don't have any patients to come in. Not that I'm not open, but because everything is going on around it and it's it's locking patients out. And I think we hopefully will come out of the situation better. And I hope people and doctors learn that maybe we need to go back to independent practice because hospitals controlling everything I think is also exacerbating the problem. You mentioned initially that people are being furloughed. That's a lot of people. ERs or doctors are being furloughed. Nurses are being furloughed. What happens to the health care system, and how do we get it back and make it healthier? And it's, it's financially, it's going to be, I guess, paid for by the federal government, but most big city hospitals, whether it's Atlanta or Austin or, or New York or Chicago or San Francisco, are probably 60 to 80% full at any one point. And now they're all emptied of those patients getting ready for something that hopefully will not happen but has happened in major cities. Uh, I noted earlier that on March 22nd, Sunday night, there were 300 uh, fatalities with uh, COVID-19. On March 29th, last Sunday, there was about 2,400. On April 5th, this Sunday, there's 9,600. So as of now, there's about 10,000 
a little less than 10,000 Americans that have died of COVID-19. I don't trust the, the, the world numbers because I, I can't trust the numbers out of Russia, communist red China, and North Korea at all. I kind of trust the numbers out of Italy and Spain. The rest of them I don't trust. So this thing is increasing. But at the same time this is going on, according to the CDC own website, from October to the April 30th is flu season. So far mm-hmm. this flu season, there's been 40 million Americans infected with the flu. There's been 400,000 flu hospitalizations and 25,000 dead of the regular flu. Now, on top of that is the 9,650 so far killed by the COVID-19. And if the predictions are correct, and they're only predictions, there's going to be 100 to 240,000 Americans killed between now and August of the COVID-19. Do you think as a, as a real-life doctor that's realistic projections? No, I don't, actually. And the CDC website just came out with uh, uh, directives that hospitals can actually use a code that says someone died of COVID without being tested. So that test now or that number is going to become erroneous because hospitals can just put a code down without having confirmed a diagnosis. That, to me, is actually kind of chilling because that means we'll never know if this was as bad, as lethal as they're they're claiming it is. And I've been looking at these numbers. It's anywhere from 0.1% to 3% mortality rate, which is not outside of what the flu is. So I'm I'm a scientist. I want proof. And some things are just not adding up personally for me right now. You think politics has entered the fracas instead of, for example, in Italy, they're they're recasting many of those numbers because if someone 89 years old dies of respiratory failure, are they dying with COVID-19 or because of COVID-19? And based upon getting more medical supplies, politically, it's more it's better to check the mark that says COVID-19 because the person was likely to die anyway. So why not reclassify it? Well, actually, they're encouraging it to run to do epidemiology studies on it. So that code that I just mentioned that exists from the WHO, but it's with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill not confirmation that you had COVID. You can just suspect it without having tested. That's not valid, in my opinion. You cannot say that unless you test it and you know the person, unfortunately, succumbed to the disease. So the numbers now are starting to not make sense. I'm not really following. I have to go with what the numbers are of people in the hospitals, bed space use, you know, the number of ICU beds available. And it seems like, and studies are now coming out that they've overestimated what the actual numbers will be. First it was 1.2 million, right? Now it's 200,000. But when the real front, it's much lower than that. Bill Gates said yesterday 
that the fatality rate and don't get it. Don't get you and I for those millions of Americans listening. We're not encouraging anyone to die of anything. I, I hope the number is zero, but we have to scale medical care based upon the uh, uh, scientific predictions. Bill Gates said it's going to be significantly less than 100,000. But it's almost as if the media is committed to that outcome because it makes the Trump administration look bad. And, and, and tonight, uh, earlier, the president spoke for an hour and a half or so, and the media is after him now because of hydroxychloroquine. He, he's saying based upon that, along with uh, the ZPAC, that if he was in trouble, he would use it. Of course, you got to go through your doctor. And then CNN spends the evening going after him for being MD uh, Donald Trump. He's not saying that. In order to have hydroxychloroquine and the ZPAC administered to you, what do you have to legally do? You have to have a prescription from your doctor. But a CERMO study, which is a, a study based on doctors who answer um, who answer a question questionnaire, 6,000 doctors thinks that hydroxychloroquine is something valid that should be used. And I'm a big fan of choice, and people should have the right to try. And it should be between the physician and their patient, not a bureaucrat. I don't find that that's, that's appropriate. I know my patient. I know their underlying medical condition. I want the best for my patient. That makes it sound like doctors are going to try to hurt their patients. I take offense to that. I don't think that's true. It's about the Hippocratic Oath. And if something's out there that's going to help a patient, then that doctor has the all right with the consult of that patient to offer them that care. And if, if a patient is in extreme condition, uh, there's one study that indicates from Physicians Weekly that about 96% of those who use the ventilator dies. So it isn't as if getting the ventilator is a, pass, is, is a passport to, to health. If someone is having heart bypass surgery and uses the vent, the odds of succeeding are great. But I watched as other medical experts say that if you have compromised lungs and they're diseased and you're elderly, and you use a ventilator, 96% of the time, it's not going to save the life. You'd rather treat the patient before they end up on the ventilator. This is common sense. Everybody knows that in their heart. You know that. You just said it, and you're absolutely right. I think there's a problem now with the government and local you know, state governments trying to control the situation. I'm hearing things about the government, and again, I think it's Utah, that are hoarding hydroxychloroquine, so you can't even write it for your patient. That's unacceptable. It would make much more sense to have the frontline doctors in the community be the front line so that people don't end up in the hospital. Does that make sense to you? It makes sense to me that if I was in the hospital, God forbid having COVID-19, and I was failing, and my doctor said to me, Willie, would you, do you want to you want to try hydroxychloroquine in the Z pack? I, I, if I could get a breath out, I would say yes. Compared to what a ventilator? Absolutely. And and in fact, Fox News Hannity puts them on quite often of doctors and patients that have lived because of this administration uh, of this malaria lupus drug. And and there's numerous studies. In fact, in France, it is regularly prescribed. The death rate is much lower if you use this combination of drugs. But the media finds every news conference a reason to attack Trump. And right now, tonight, it's all about him being a doctor. They had on the president of the American Medical Association, an African-American female like yourself, saying that, that this is something she would not do. But am I correct in saying that the FDA allows you as a physician to prescribe this if, if you decide your patient would benefit by it and the patient is willing to accept it, isn't it completely ethical and legal for you to prescribe it? 
Yes, it is. The FDA passed um, a rule um, last week that said hydroxychloroquine should be uh, a treatment offered to patients. So it's not it's FDA approved for that to happen now. So I don't know what people their their arguments are not reality because that changed. Anyway, you could have written the prescription before the FDA said that because we as doctors use medications off label. Most, I mean, many times, it's not like it's never happened. And again, you can't get it without a doctor's prescription. So it's not like it's going to be hoarded. It's not like it's going to be just, you know, you get it from a pharmacy by walking and getting it off the counter. It's not like that. So it is a controlled environment where your doctor and as the patient, you get the absolute best treatment that you can possibly get without having to wait, without having to get sicker than you otherwise need to be. Dr. Elena George in Atlanta, how bad is the COVID-19 infection in in Atlanta? Because uh, I understand Georgia is one of those states that came a little bit late to the party compared to like Ohio or Oregon. What is the status in Georgia, specifically Atlanta tonight? I mean, right now we have, I think, about 6,000 cases, uh, positive uh, tests. Um, We have people that are obviously in the ICU and who are hospitalized. But it's, I think it's a controlled situation. We're not as, thank God, overwhelmed as New York is. Why? Is there a reason for that? Can you think of a reason other than the way New Yorkers live or the fact that New Orleans had the Mardi Gras and then the mayor of New Orleans blamed the president for not stopping her from, from having the Mardi Gras? Which, <laughs> which was, it's unbelievable what I heard Saturday on the Al Sharpton show. The African-American female mayor of New Orleans is blaming Trump for not ordering her not to have the Mardi Gras. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> is there a reason why you think New York and uh, New Orleans and maybe Chicago is hit by this more than other parts of the country? Well, I mean, we have to look at absolutes. Every time we hear a test, where every time they quote something, they're just talking about the positive test. Actually, there's more people that test negative in pretty much every state. So we have to keep a real, you know, overview of what's going on. Just because you test positive doesn't mean you're in the hospital, doesn't mean yeah. you're in an ICU. So it's not the worst case scenario. Most people recover. It's about a 0.1 to 3% mortality rate. And everybody in Italy actually came out with this number. 90% plus of the people who succumb to it have an underlying medical problem or they're a senior. They have respiratory issues, cardiac issues. So I think personally it's more infectious, but I don't believe that it's more lethal than the flu. So you're saying 90% of those in Italy had underlying conditions, and I think that that's true in America. When I hear these fantastic numbers, and I pray they're wrong, I don't want to take credit for, for something that did not occur and, and brag about it. I think it's terrible if one person dies. In mm-hmm. America, if 50% are infected, that means there's 160 million Americans infected. If 1% of those have to go to the ICU, that's 1.6 million Americans in the ICU. That's not happening. That's not even close. And, and yeah. I compare it to the Spanish flu, 1918, 1919, there were three waves. And in that one, there was 50 million human beings that died, including 675,000 Americans. In today's numbers, that, that would be 2.2 million. And we're dealing with a, a very small percentage of those, the great majority of whom have underlying conditions. And so we've stopped the country 
for it looks to be a bad case of flu numbers, which uh, in one year, about three years ago, we had 80,000 deaths from the flu. And that, that might be this number, which is terrible. If it's you or me, our parents, it's terrible. we got to take it seriously. But is it the Spanish flu? Is it fair to say the answer is no? I would agree with that. I still think people need to be mindful, need to do things to help themselves. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Make sure you're nutritionally sound so that you 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 get good quality sleep. Things that are going to help your immune system help itself. But I, I agree with you. I don't believe that people should lose their livelihood, should be at, you know, mentally challenged through a system of fear and anxiety. I I have a problem with that. And how long are we supposed to be in this situation? Well, the, they kind of keep changing the goalposts. I mean, if we're going to, I understand it was said by one of the people, I think it was Dr. Fauci, that we don't want to, we can't really hang our hat on the projections. Well, what are we supposed to do then? I think we should go with the actual numbers then. Dr. Elena George, we'll do it again with your permission in about three Sundays to see what's happening then. But Thank you very much for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. You're great at what you do, and good luck there in Atlanta. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Bill. God bless you. All right, let's continue with more. Bill Cunningham live live with you every Sunday night. Hi, Billy Cunningham, the great American. Spent quite a bit of time with Dr. Elena George. Haven't heard from her in about a year, but her experiences are similar to the docs and the nurses I feel in the Midwest are not being inundated with the results of this virus, and maybe the modeling is wrong. I pray to God it's wrong. No one's lying. There's no conspiracy. Let's face it. The modeling appears to be off, and I pray to God it stays off. Coming up next is Kevin Jackson, live from the West Coast and more of the Black Sphere. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you every Sunday night. Again, the great American, of course, Kevin Jackson of the Black Smear has been a guest of mine for many years, maybe as long as a decade. Got a great website, Kevin Jackson, the Black Sphere. Home uh, page is news and culture and politics and, and books and so much more. And Kevin Jackson, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Kevin, how are you? Hey, Bill, good. Good to talk to you. Many issues are percolating. Uh, yesterday or the day before, I'm looking at the success of Gavin Newsom in California. And I read an interview that he had done with the California Globe, and uh, a question was asked whether or not this will be used by progressives, liberals, Bernie Sanders types, and those to the left of him to impose a progressive socialist agenda. And he said, quote, this is an opportunity for reimagining a progressive era in America as it pertains to capitalism. Uh, So, yes, absolutely. We see this as an opportunity to reshape the way we do business and how we govern. What happens in California today will be happening in Ohio, Tennessee, tomorrow. So I'm looking at this, and I'm going, well, you know what? He's right. If somebody would have told me two months ago that uh, conservatives would unanimously sign on to a Bernie Sanders agenda, of Medicare for all, paying everyone's bills, sending out not billions, trillions of dollars in the mail, and without many catches, and no one's going to be prosecuted for lying on these forms to get literally millions of dollars. If somebody would have told me that Easter is going to be shut down and that the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, will be uh, sought as an object to get dirt on and that the gross tax increases are coming everywhere because at some point those who work are going to pay for this thing. Did you think it was possible that conservatives would adopt the policies of Bernie Sanders that were rejected by the Democrats? Yeah, you, when you look at it that way, it does seem, you know, it's, it, it, there's, there are definitely some red flags. But here's what I will tell you. 
if there's going to be a time to do this and take over sort of the idea of this agenda and getting the Democrats to switch back, this is the time to do it under Trump. And I think a lot of people have to stop looking at this as the government is taking care of you. The government isn't taking care of me. I've paid a fortune into yeah. the government. Yeah. If they give me back $1,200, yeah. let me tell you, that's a down payment. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's like, you know, to, to give me a quarter when I go to the supermarket to get up some gum. That is not paying my bills. Yeah. And I don't think it's paying most of the other people's bills. Now, if you look at it in the way Bernie wants to look at it, the way they want to look at it, oh, the government is taking care of you. The government hasn't taken care of anybody. The government does nothing unless we fund it. And so when Trump says, I'm going to give you part of your money back so that you can, can you know, make these transitions in your small businesses so that you can make sure you, you handle this small transition, that's great. If we allow their attitude about it to become the pervasive attitude that the government is taking care of you and therefore we, start need, we need to look at a universal basic income or a, a flat-out wage for people when times get tough, yada, yada, we've already got those, those, those uh, safety mechanisms in place. And they, they cannot be abused as these will obviously be abused. But here's what I do like about it. It was done under Trump. Right. And as long as we make sure that we keep the message that this is your money you're getting back, it is only because of this nonsense that they've brought up, you know, that they've brought on to us and the, the, the various liberals or leftists who are siding with the Chinese, because ultimately the, per, the group who should get this bill is the Chinese. Right. I, uh, some have said some have said, which I completely agree with. And I watched Anthony Fauci, who's made a couple of mistakes, but this guy's. Uh, is certainly a media darling, and you got to rely upon what he says. He's been at it for like 45 years or so. He said, absolutely, we should require as a world for the red Chinese communists to shut down wet markets from which at least two horrible viruses have sprung, and this one has the potential of destroying the world economy. And some have said, including a, t- a Tennessee mm-hmm. senator and many others have said, Senator Blackburn has said, that we should send them the bill. And we owe them about $2 trillion that they buy some of our debt, $2 trillion. They hold the debt. We should say to them, that is canceled. You have cost us literally trillions of dollars. And someone's got to stand up and say they are responsible for the injuries they've caused. Yeah, I think, I think that in some form or another, uh, Trump will definitely get his pound of flesh from the Chinese. And, yes, Marsha Blackburn was the first one to bring that up. As far as, uh, you know, some of the – look. What what bothers me most about this, and it probably bothers the audience, is just the fact that we know where this thing originated. We know the economic havoc that it's, heat, it's heaped on us that probably is well overstated in the sense of uh, – I just saw just a few minutes ago that the uh, – and I don't know exactly when it, when this report came out, but roughly a million people – we've surpassed a million people. Right worldwide that have this and whatever the death rate is, it's pretty low in comparison. Well, guess what? H1N1 infected 50 million Americans and hospitalized 300,000 plus Americans and killed 12,000. That's it. And, and, and how much of a reaction was there to that? Because you had like 50 or 60 million Americans infected, 300,000 hospitalized. The number is 12,500 dead. But according to Anthony Fauci, that's really was 30 or 40,000 based upon classification. How come now there's this gross reaction 
to, to the Wunan infections, the coronavirus, and there wasn't back in those days when 09 and 010 when Obama well, was in office. Why? And that's, that's the problem. That's the issue. I think that's the thing we've got to wrestle with is do we allow the leftists to, uh, to essentially hype things like this? Because if you can hype something that has killed far less people, probably is far less deadly, I mean, even when, when Trump announced that we've probably got this cure, that's the malaria cure, everybody jumped on him like you're crazy. Then they said, well, it's got to get through the <laughs> FDA, and you can't get it through the FDA. And, of course, we got it through the FDA. Then they said, well, you don't have enough tests. And he says, yeah, we do. In fact, we're doing more tests now than South Korea. It's almost like no matter what his solution is, they've got to find something negative because this needs to be hyped. And now you're hearing, Bill, that they want to keep uh, people uh, quarantined through November. Well, that's a mm. pretty interesting date. No, so, that's impossible. It's impossible. It, of course it is. And not only is it impossible, it's improbable, and it, and it shouldn't even be considered because, you know, people are going to die. More people will die from accidents tri- in triple the number of people will die from accidents in America this year than will die from the, the Chinese Wuhan virus. 78,000, 7,800 right. people a day die in America, and this thing is going to kill dozens a day. And I, 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 death is not to be taken lightly, but the fact is we're all going to die. But the way they hype this one is what we've really got to be concerned about. And, and, Kevin, it's impossible in this climate in the first part of April to talk about what this is going to look like in May or June. At some point, we have to balance fighting a disease, which is going to impact well less than 1% of the American people, against a depression, which if we lose the economy, there'll be millions of Americans dead because Medicare, Medicaid, medical procedures will stop, and we won't have the money to pay for the future medical care of everybody in the country, much less those in Asia, Africa, South America, and Central America that rely upon the American economy. The American economy supports literally millions and millions, tens of millions of Americans every year and billions around the globe. And it's almost as if we have to make sure that we can't open up this great economy of ours until the last infection and the last person, then wait 30 more days, then do something else. And if we when are we going to talk about balancing the harm inflicted by the virus as opposed to the harm inflicted by the government? Well, I think that that's what's going to occur. I think what's going to happen is people are going to get come to their senses. I believe that the reason why the president is now talking about this thing could have killed 2 million people, and then you hear Fauci giving us numbers of 100 to 200,000. I don't think the numbers will get anywhere close to this. And I think that because of this scare, uh, thankfully, that this will make people take pause the next time. Now, the real critical thing is what happens if we do get a serious pandemic and not one that can be solved with drugs that have already been underway? Because this thing didn't get solved. I mean, people are talking about the, the, the solution to this has been in labs for quite some time. But here's what I want. I want people to understand listening to the program. There is no doom and gloom here. Your stocks are going to return. They're going to roar back in. We, we, you know, we went on a downhill slide bigger than, I mean, since Trump got elected, and it's already started to stabilize and it's recovering. And I would tell people, get in the market because you're about to ride a wave up that you hadn't seen since Trump got elected. And so there is no doom and gloom. You, you put $2 trillion into this economy that is going to go to work right away because, you know, people have to maintain, uh, you know, their employees and so on and so forth. And that's a, that is a stimulus. And so it will come back. 
the, the biggest thing that's going to come back is the fact that now we realize we do need to be protecting our borders. We do yes. need to know who's coming in and why. We do need to be bringing critical manufacturing back to the United States. And guess who was preaching all this <laughs> in 2016? Well, the fact of the matter is, which political party is against globalization and which political party is in favor of globalization, which political party wants to know who's coming into the country and which political party doesn't care who's coming into the country and which political party says America first and which political party says it's about the humanist. And these issues, I don't know what's going to happen in November. This is going to be wild, especially if it's conducted by absentee voting and no one actually shows up at the polls. In some states like California, it's going to be a disaster for the Republican Party because of all the ballot harvesting. In my home state of Ohio, I know in Kentucky and Tennessee, it's going to be a great benefit, for example, to the Republicans who demand that to get an absentee ballot, you almost have to give a urine sample. And so in some well, states, it's wide open. Other states, it isn't. Is it going to help or hurt Trump at the end? And I always tell the American people, tell me the last two weeks of October what's going on, and I'll tell you who's going to win. Well, I don't think I think I'm going to go out on go out on a limb because I don't have a problem going out and getting that fruit because that's where the fruit is. Uh, Trump will win. He'll win in a landslide. He'll win down ticket. Uh, Pelosi will be lucky if she can keep the House. I don't think she will, Uh, even though we have a a deficit in the Senate with 23 Republicans who are running versus 10 Democrats. uh, I believe the Democrats are more at risk than we are. So I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you that Trump will win. And, And look, the polling. They wanted this Wuhan, Chinese Wuhan virus to crush Trump, to crush the economy. And even where we are right now with you know, millions of people now filing for unemployment and so on and so forth, stock market and triage, the president's numbers are actually going up. <laughs> and, that, and that's got to vex the oh. left in, in no way. You know, no, I mean, they haven't seen anything like this. He bucks the odds in every turn. Now, when people start getting those stimulus checks that have Donald Trump's name on it, when businesses are back in, in operation and people are, and, and its life is normal, and then watch, Bill, when that stock market soars again and those portfolios come up and they say not only did he turn supposedly Barack Obama's great economy around and bring manufacturing back and close our borders, but he did it again. When they tried to torpedo him, he proved he could do it again. Now, that's going to be a tough thing for them to counter. What I want to see is in many liberal parts of America, including here in Cincinnati, criminals are being released and Hobby Lobby is being arrested. And that I hear this tough talk from Gavin Newsom in California that if you do not comply, if you do not comply, they're going to turn off your water, turn off your electricity. But every manner of criminal is being released from prison to inflict more pain on generally democratic communities where it happens. And then I, I look at MSNBC trying to make this a racial angle. I didn't know this was racial until the other, other night Brian Williams said that this impo- impacts black folks more than white folks, and that makes Donald Trump happy. And so as, as well, an African-American, not, no, no, I'm sorry, you're not, you're not an African-American, I know that. But as a black person in America, a black American, because you're a great citizen, when you hear the media trying to racialize this, how do you react? I think it's hysterical. I love that these guys, every time you turn around, Bill, they're jumping the broom. You know, these, uh, I mean, jumping the, uh, the sharks. It's an African term for getting right. married. Sorry. Anyway, they're always screwing up. Uh, every time they come out and they, when you shut off people's water because you want to do business or whatever, it just goes to show you the power of government and why you don't want the smart meters and why you don't want government being so intrusive because they get into your life. 
the idea, think about the number of quarantines. We had 80 million people, probably more, at quarantine at some point. People, the government telling you, you can't go there. Don't, don't, don't fraternize with your family members. Don't fraternize with your friends. Yeah. Don't go to your job. These are people that are grown up in total freedom. I remember when and just going out one day, you know, the other day to the grocery store and thinking, this is the only place technically I can go. And and that hit me hard. I grew up in a free America. I don't understand when you tell me you can't go do this. Your gym isn't open. You can't go golf. You can't go whatever. And that's essentially what they're telling us. And here's what they're telling us over a virus that China spread, that the left is essentially doing the bidding of the Chinese. You can't even call it the Chinese no, uh, virus no, because they get upset. When they cut the water off, they tell you that's racist and on and on and on. And you're, So you're using all of this that you know is happening and you're siding with the Chinese and you want me to vote for you? You want me to be a part of what you're doing? No, it's not going to happen. So I tell the listeners in, in, on my show and others, look, this is good news. These are people showing you exactly how they behave. You know, when, when the times get tough, Nancy Pelosi funding uh, the New York Met or whatever it was right. for twenty five million dollars. What's that got to do with, with nothing. businesses? There? Nothing. nothing. And all these other special interests. So they're showing you who they are by what they do. And, and let me tell you, this works in our favor. All right, great. Kevin Jackson, we have about 30 seconds remaining. Talk about festive flicks and talk about the alternative to Hollywood. We have about 30 seconds. Well, FestiFlix is, uh, you know, everybody's upset with Hollywood, and they say, Kevin, I'm not watching movies. I say, great, we're going to give you a site for movies. Keep in mind, this is not a streaming site. It's online only. It will be streaming. But if you want an alternative for great films, we started it. And, and uh, it's meant to just give you an alternative to Hollywood, movies that aren't giving, forcing an agenda, but things that, you know, independent filmmakers make. Good stuff. My movies will be up there, and uh, there's some great filmmakers that we have under contract there. So check it out, FestiFlix, FL. All right, Kevin Jackson, The Black Sphere, thanks again for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. And, Kevin, you're a great American, and thank you. You too, Bill. Let's continue with more. Bill Cunningham here, The Great American, live with you every Sunday night. All right, Billy Cunningham, The Great American, thanks for listening tonight. And uh, as we announced earlier, two weeks ago this Sunday night, 300 Americans had uh, died from the COVID-19. Last Sunday night, the number was about 2,400 Tonight, it's about 9,600. It went up by eight times. Then it went up by about four times. And I pray to God that Bill Gates and some of the information this afternoon from Governor Cuomo and what the president did in somewhat a surprise news conference indicate that there's some light at the end of the tunnel. It's not as bad, perhaps, as the modeling indicated. To give you some idea, this is the model used by the White House. It's called the IMHE model, Institute for health and metrics and evaluation. It's called the Murray model put together by Chris Murray. And looking back on this from two weeks ago, they said on Saturday, April the 4th, there would be about 165,000 hospital beds occupied by patients on Saturday, yesterday, April the 4th, 165,000 turned out to be 22,000 and missed it by 142,000 beds. And also said on the state by state model that uh, by and on April the 4th, a Saturday yesterday, this modeling indicated that New York State would have 65,000 patients in the beds. It turned out yesterday to be 15,000. From 65,000 to 15,000 across the nation, 165,000 hospitalized turned out on Saturday to be only 22,000. And this modeling takes its predictions on occurring under, quote, full social 
distancing and following the guidelines, meaning the projected hospitalizations in this model used by the White House are meant to occur even with significant quarantine measures. So no one's at fault. There's no conspiracy. Nobody is lying. But the modeling indicates a wide variance between what was indicated and what's turned out. Fauci himself said to the, earlier this, after, this evening, said, quote, don't tell you anything. You can't really rely upon models, unquote. And if that's the case, why are we doing what we're doing? I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to comply. It's something we have to do for our health and for those we may make sick. And I pray to God the modeling is off in the future as far as been off by this point. But once again, I want to thank uh, Dr. Brad Wenstrup for coming on, U.S. Congressman, also Dr. Elena George, and also Kevin Jackson of the Black Sphere. This is not a racial conspiracy, according to Kevin Jackson. Thanks for listening. Bill Cunningham with you every Sunday night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.